The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Cruise Radio. You hear me say this every week. Don't travel without trip insurance. Get a policy today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Welcome to this week's show. My name is Doug Parker, and my co-host this week is Amadeus as we sail aboard Holland America's MS Eurodam heading back to the Eastern Caribbean, the first time the Eurodam's heading back since its Alaska season. Two ports of call are going to be interesting on this itinerary, St. Thomas and Grand Turk, both islands that were hit extremely hard during uh, Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Maria. So it's the Eurodam's first time going back, and it's our first time going back post-hurricane. So we're going to talk to a local in St. Thomas. We're also going to talk to the owner of Jack Shack down in Grand Turk about the hurricane damage down there. But first, let's talk to the cruise director, Nick, aboard Holland America's Eurodam. Okay, we're here with the cruise director, uh, Rick Nyersgaard. Ryersgard, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I had to spell that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I um, I started on ships one week out of college. Actually, I went to school for hospitality management, and then also got a degree in exercise science. And my first job on a ship was a position called lifestylist, which uh, is not around anymore. But I worked for the entertainment department, and I did the health and wellness related events for for the entertainment department. So everything from the sporting events to different seminars to uh, taught tai chi on the outside oh, decks cool. and things like that. And that was kind of my first uh, step stone kind of getting my foot in the door uh, and I was able to use one of the degrees that I loved and then I've been able to kind of mesh both together it's been wonderful and I've just kind of done three different jobs throughout after that I did a job called DJMC and then moved into I did game shows and uh, DJed music in the evening and then after that moved into assistant cruise director and then cruise director after that yeah I've been with Holland America for about seven and a half years now yeah yeah, it's been a good long time. We love that you're a cruise writer that's not on the intercom all yeah, of the time. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's a, I, I prefer that. To be, and when I started as cruise director, um, I never really planned to be cruise director. It never was something that I really was shooting for. But uh, Holland America made some changes, and they, they said we want to kind of get away from the typical over-the-top, loud, on the announcements, even on stage, a little bit kind of a different of a personality. And when, when they said that, I was like, that's more my personality. It's mm-hmm. something I, and I've always been comfortable in front of people. I'm just not the most, not someone who's going to be over the top, quirky and things like that. So uh, I love that idea. I've been on many different cruise lines, many different ships, just as a passenger and waking up at eight in the morning with a loud voice in, yeah. the, in the cabin where you're like, oh, what is going on? So uh, I, I love the idea. Now it's very regulated when we can do announcements, uh, how long the announcements can be. Uh, we can still do whatever we want with them. But uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. And I, I love that as few as possible. Try to get the information that needs to get out and 
That's that's what's important. Yeah. The first time I sailed Eurodam was like 2009, and as far as the partnerships and just public spaces on this ship, it's come a long way. What are some of your recent partnerships uh, or some of your recent venues? Because I noticed, like last time I was on here, Billboard on board wasn't here. There was a disco on here. That's no longer on here anymore. Do people still call it a disco? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> or am I dating myself? No. Which, yeah, we still call it a okay. disco. Uh, yeah. You know, you're perfectly correct. I, there's been a ton of partnerships, and gosh. The last, really, the last four and a half years, it started with the BB Kings Blues Club. Uh, the BB King All Star Band plays in there, and it's a wonderful partnership with the BB Kings Blues Club in Memphis. Uh, there's clubs all over yeah. the U.S., and that was the first big kind of stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And they expanded it from that, and we call it the Music Walk, which goes all along deck to kind of the main entertainment hub on board. Um, and so now we have a partnership with Billboard On Board, which is a, kind of a dueling piano bar, two piano players that do. The uh, just the hits from the last 50 years of Billboard chart-topping hits. So every night is something different. They do three shows a night, everything from uh, the best of the 60s to mm-hmm. 80s hits to uh, All Request Hour. And then if you get, kind of work your way back through Deck 2, you'll get to the BB King's Blues Club with the BB King All-Stars. They do everything from blues, Motown, funk, rock and roll, just everything. You find yourself singing along like you all do, night yeah. long. You do, and uh, that's kind of the dance hub right now. It's, it's always full of people. Um, and I... I I love it. Absolutely love it. I was actually on this ship when they brought out the very first BB King band, and um, I've loved it since, uh, four and a half years of it now. And then if you keep going back past the Pinnacle Grill on deck two, you'll enter uh, Lincoln Center Stage, and that's uh, brand new. That's the newest partnership, uh, and it's wonderful. It's a quintet. Uh, We we went from having a a quartet to going to two players, now coming back to a quintet, and uh, they're all hired through Lincoln Center all have amazing musical backgrounds and uh, so it's two violin players a viola player a cello and a pianist and they do everything from beethoven and bach to the rolling stones and led zeppelin and more of a classical chamber music kind of format but uh that's one of the things we get the biggest praises about honestly it's uh, they're they are unbelievable musicians i heard them do a uh, creep by radiohead and yep. i was like wow that's amazing one of my favorites is uh, bohemian rhapsody that they do i always know what night they're gonna do it and i always i always go there it's about a 10 minute version it's a long song anyways but it's uh it's beautiful and we use them for uh, we have a partnership with bbc earth as well uh, everything from different trivias around the ship that are bbc earth related uh we also do a show which we just did tonight uh, called frozen planet live mm-hmm. and we have uh the lincoln center players as well as our um our band on board both kind of mesh together mm-hmm. and they play the live Live score to the BBC Earth film that was made specifically for for Holland America, um, and it's beautiful. We have Frozen Planet Live, and then the ships that are in Alaska. It's called Alaska in Concert, and they're just starting to make the third one right now. Which uh, the composer is going to be Hans Zimmer, which is extremely oh, wow. exciting. Yeah, so that's going to be more of a warmer climate one. But they're just just starting that off right yeah. now. So soon we'll have three of them. Kind of depending on where you are sailing in the world, you'll get one of the BBC Earth uh, shows, which I. I love it. Love music, uh, music scores, and that type of music, and, and it goes perfectly with the with the films. By the way, Doug Hans Zimmer scores movies. Thank you. <laughs> I had no clue. Gladiator, one of my <laughs> yes. favorites. Uh, I love it. <laughs> the uh, so during the daytime, we were walking through the ship today, and we noticed that um, America's Test Kitchen was happening in the Queen's Lounge, which is cool because it's like a show yeah. on PBS. And now, are you guys bringing like the show on board? 
So yes, uh, it's uh, America's Test Kitchen hires the chefs. Uh, mm-hmm. They go to uh, to their studios where they film. They're all trained there. Uh, they meet the people, the stars of the show that you see on the TV show, and it's become an extremely popular TV show um, for kind of a hands-on cooking uh, instructional show. And I I love it. It's uh, it's a great partnership. They do some wonderful classes, everything from salmon to salad entrees to my favorite one which is chocolate chocolate just all about chocolate yeah. uh, <laughs> which is, is uh, it's great um after today's, uh, I guess you call it tutorial, I was ready to like buy a frying pan or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. sell me something. That's, the best part about it is, and I actually, I to be completely honest, until I heard about it coming here, I had never seen an episode of it. I'm always on the ships, and I started watching, and I pulled it up, and I loved it. I'm a big cook. I love, I love cooking. I cooked through college, and one of the things I loved about it was how much actual science and. Um, preparation and study that goes into it. They, yeah. They'll try out a Cuisinart, 10 different types of Cuisinarts, or sorry, Cuisinarts will brand, but a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a food a processor, yeah. and they'll, they'll find the best one. Same with blenders. I love blending. They, they'll find the best one. They'll give you why it's the best one. They'll give you the statistics of it. So everything from that to amazing dishes, it, it's wonderful. And all the chefs are fun in their own ways, and it's, a, it's interactive. It's nice. So the reason that we're here, the Caribbean's back open for business. Let's talk about some of the things you can do while you're here. Yeah, I, so we've had a, we've made some changes with our itinerary, uh, different different ports that are still kind of rebuilding right now, uh, which kind of adds a little bit of, uh, if you've cruised with Holland America specifically before, you might have done a lot of the same ports, and we're actually going to some different ports, uh, ports now, which is nice. I've never been, seven and a half years of cruising, I've never been to the Dom- Dominican Republic. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll be going there. Uh, we're there, uh, ne- uh, not next week, but the following week. Um uh, and so, yeah, a chance to see some different ports. Um, and I know they're extremely busy rebuilding the ones that are that are that were hit hard by the hurricanes. And um, hopefully, soon we'll be be returning to San Juan and St. Martin and those yeah. and those places as well. But uh, they're they're opening up pretty quickly. Actually, I just talked to our captain at the beginning of this cruise, and he said they they constantly are getting emails from the different port agents mm-hmm. and things like that. And they're they're saying things are moving along quickly, and hopefully. Very soon, uh, they'll they'll all be reopened up. So, we've been talking and getting a lot of emails from the listeners about ports like Grand Turk, which is back open now. Mm-hmm. Ports like Saint Thomas, yeah. where we're going here tomorrow. Um, are these ports offering shore excursions for guests that are sailing? Yeah, uh, definitely. I I honestly, we probably would not go to a port that did not offer some sort of excursions. Um, and I know St. Thomas, uh, I just looked at the excursion list, a full full list of excursions being offered, all the normal ones that I've seen. I've been to St. Thomas many a times. Uh, Grand Turk as well, um, a wide range of different excursions. Cool. Uh, I've done, I myself have done probably three or four different excursions in Grand Turk. I'm a big scuba diver and uh, snorkeler, so huge fan of those, uh, especially there, as well as St. Thomas, actually. I think I had a little too much fun yesterday at Grand yeah. Turk. I think you did, too. What'd you do? Which Jack-Shack. <laughs> Jack, yeah. Yeah, I saw you there. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he calls it sideways. I don't know what happened. I sat there way too long. Way too long. <laughs> Some of the friendliest people yeah. people yeah. out there, and Jack himself, a very friendly guy, and uh, 
no, that's it. It's it's a wonderful place to hang out, and the beach right off, wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, and, and we're glad that things are, are back up and going down here. We're from Florida, so we've been here many, many times, and it's nice to go back to some of these places and see that they're rebuilding and they're and they're open, you know, for everyone to come have fun. Well, thank you so much for having me on Cruise Radio, maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over seven million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to find art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Hey, what's your name? Campbell. So we are 1,547 feet up in the air. Yes, above sea level, yes. The highest. on our famous beach, Megan's Bay. The highest point on the, on the island. The second highest. We have one just a little higher called Crown Mountain. Oh, you were supposed to take us to the highest point. No, we can't do it. No, we can't <laughs> drive there. Uh-huh. So tell us about the recovery. How, how are things going? Recovery going well. Some people will say slow. I would say great. I think we're doing pretty well comparing to what we went through with two storms, two hurricanes, Cat 5. That's a serious hit. I think we are doing great. Uh, we are probably 35% uh, up for electricity. And every day is getting better. Every day is getting better. So we just need to bide our time. Well, we've had a fantastic tour so far. Beautiful island and, and beautiful to look down in the bays and, and, and look at all the, uh, yes, the work that's being done. you can see more now since the trees are down. But they'll be back because we've been getting a lot of rain, so the trees be back. And when you see the trees, comparing to after the hurricane, they were all brown, no leaves, and then they started uh, shooting leaves and what have you, then you realize, wait a minute, I'm still alive because the trees are alive, everything is back. The green is back. The green is back. So we just have to just bide our time and everything. It'll take some time, but we'll be back. That's our sister island of St. John over there, three miles out, and uh, this island over here. That's not ours. That's our cousin. That's the Brit- one of the British Virgin Islands. That is Josh Van Dyke. Tortola is covered by the rain cloud now. We're expecting rain today, by the way. You can see. Yes. Uh, but uh, we're doing good up to now. This island right here, our driver's That's trying to sell me. Hands- yes. Yes. Yes, it's been for sale a long time. So 40, 40, he wants me to put a down payment on $45 million. Yeah, and then what, what are you going to do with it after? <laughs> sell it again, right? That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice, nice having you guys. Nice having you. Thanks for coming and visiting with us. And tell the United States we'll be back.
It's Amadeus for cruiseradio.net, and we are in Grand Turk with Jack from Jack Shack, one of the most famous places in the Caribbean. And uh, Jack, first of all, thank you again for being with us. We talked about two years ago, but for those new listeners, tell us about the history of Jack Shack. Well, Jack Shack uh, came about because I came down to build the cruise port for Carnival. I was their construction manager in 2006. My business partner decided he wanted a building to uh, run excursions for the cruise ships out of. And so I helped him with the building, and he suggested I put the deck and bar out in front of it, right on the beach. And we did, and uh, ten years later, we're... uh, Somewhat famous. I would say more than somewhat famous. So you have basically an engineering background. So tell us about the, the beginnings uh, building this, uh, this destination for Carnival. I'm a civil engineer, and my uh, field was construction of things underwater and on the waterfront. And so I had uh, built a cruise port in Long Beach, California for Carnival. And they asked me to come down here and uh, check out this spot. And uh, so I came down, uh, somewhat leery of going to a rock that was only uh, seven miles long with 2,500 people on it, but I decided I loved it. And so uh, we looked at the uh, conditions down here. We, we studied the sand movement and the depth of piles that would be required and the, uh, the fact that uh, you couldn't run the pier a 1,000 foot out because you'd go off the wall into 7,000 feet of water. So we had, to ang- we had to angle the pier. And when we angled it, it worked out perfectly because it was the prevailing wind direction. So ships could come in here about 98% of the time. You mentioned that just like a 1,000 feet off the shore, there's a ledge. Like if, so if you were to have a snorkel, or do people dive on that ledge? Well, you can dive. Uh, you're not supposed to go too much deeper than 100 foot. Uh, but the ledge is in 30 feet, and it's, uh, it's a coral reef. And so it has uh, uh, beautiful coral features and fish life at about 30 feet. And as you go down the wall, and it's a, almost a vertical wall, you see various fish at various depths. So you can see big schools of tuna. You can see dolphins playing. You oh, can see uh, octopus and uh, it, uh, whales in season. From, uh, a- uh, from January to April is uh, the season when the humpback whales come down from Nova Scotia. And so uh, it, it really is a, a spot that lives up to its uh, name, a beautiful by nature. So as an engineer, you're building this port, and you're looking around thinking, this is a great place for a business? Well, you had to have a little bit of uh, vision because at, there was nothing here when we right, started. Right, uh, And nothing here when this building was here. We had a tennis court. It used to be the... Uh, vacation spot for the military that uh, were assigned here from the U.S. There was an Air Force base right here on the north end of the island had a naval base. And so it was a beautiful beach and it was obvious that it would make a great spot for a bar. So you're nothing short of a visionary. (laughs) I don't know about that. I want to talk about what you have here right now because um, as we look, we're on the porch right now and looking over the beach and everyone here at the bar in Topher, the uh, the white labradoodle you have here, like he's like the by far the most popular dog in the Caribbean. How did that come about? We were on vacation and saw, and I have to correct you here, a golden doodle, golden not doodle. a labradoodle. Okay. 
in uh, Southern California, and we said, what a beautiful dog. So uh, we, we took to looking for one on our next trip, and there were none available in California that fit our schedule. Mm-hmm. And so we got him from Kentucky. We had to fly him to California. We picked him up and flew him back uh, through Miami. Wow. And uh, he just took to it. Well, of course, it's the dog life right here on the beach. Totally. And uh, he uh, loves swimming and loves playing with people. And so he's, uh, he's a ham. He likes to... Uh, <laughs> he Apparently, to take. he loves digging for crabs, too. That's where he started as a baby uh, puppy. He uh, would go after the... Uh, sand crabs and it was a fair fight at that point in time because uh, he'd have to dig down three feet to get them and if he wasn't careful they'd scratch his nose or he'd catch him in his paw and throw him back in towards the water and they'd, they'd escape. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently now he doesn't do that anymore. He just digs for the. Pump. It's a great relationship, obviously, between him and the crabs. So, uh, if we can, let's talk a little bit about the storms that have happened uh, in 2017 and how you guys are bouncing back. We were lucky in a lot of ways. I had just been down to the BVI, and uh, I was lucky enough to go to the Soggy Dollar and Foxy's place and the Bitter End, and now they're all toothpicks. So uh, we were lucky to have. Uh, minimal damage uh, and we had some money set aside for some uh, improvements and unfortunately that's had to go to renovation but it was pretty easy to get us back up and running especially as a shack you don't have to be too polished yeah well we were here in 2015 well i was here in 2015 and talked to you back then and uh aesthetically it looks pretty much the same so i don't know what damage you uh, um concurred but it looks like it looks Pretty much like it did back then. Well, we lost uh, the tops of our uh, palm trees, so we've lost some shade, and we lost some of our lattice work, and the bougainvillea had to be cut back because it was tipped over and things. So it, it was landscaping and uh, architectural features. The solid concrete building survived. Uh, the kitchen did have two feet of sand in it. And, uh, and and a little bit of leaks in the roof, but we fixed that up pretty easily. Can I ask about your personal residence, how you guys fared with the storms? Uh, again, we did better than a lot of people. Uh, three houses down, uh, the, the roof and all the walls on the upper floor is gone. The bedroom looks out to the uh, sky. The governor's mansion on island, the governor's bedroom was visible from the street. We just lost a big picture window upstairs, which meant rain came in upstairs, down the stairs, and soaked everything. So uh, you were able to dry out from the first storm in time for Maria to drench us again. So you've uh, recovered personally from the storm, and also pretty much for the most part you've recovered professionally from the storm. Yeah, we're we're back in business now. We uh, we've uh, gotten some insurance money, and we're waiting for materials to come in and fix up the house. But it's livable. So the main purpose that we are here is the back in business part. Yeah, was it a waiting game for like um, like you have this place you're ready to open? Like the ships finally start coming back in. Did you know? The ships were going to come in on November 1st. We had heard that Carnival felt that it was going to take the island at least uh, two months to get ready, mm-hmm. and I think their assessment was correct. You're a busy man. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had two generators in order to open the first day, uh, but uh, now with full power, we're almost back to normal. We're just missing lobster. 
Well, we on the menus here. We have just had some fantastic jerk chicken, and we've had such an amazing time. It's a little overcast today, but uh, liquid sunshine. Liquid sunshine, but the feeling uh, and the and the overall atmosphere of Jack Shack is back. Thank you, Amadeus. It's good to have you back. This is Cruise Radio. Okay, it's our last night of the cruise. Uh, we've had a great week aboard the, the MS uh, Eurodam, and we're here with our good friend Bruce Parkinson from OpenJaw.com. So you were just here about six months ago before the hurricanes um, came through and, and caused so much damage in the area. How was it then compared to how they're kind of you know reopening now? Right, so that's why I was interested to come on this cruise, because I'd been in St. Thomas and and uh, and Turks and a couple of the other islands we were supposed to to stop at um, six months ago, and I really wanted to see whether you know because a lot of people are worried if they've booked a cruise or are thinking of booking a cruise this winter, are they going to come to a place that's devastated, right? right? Or they're going to feel uncomfortable because the people are in such bad shape, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, St. Thomas was the was the real test because. I'd been there six months earlier. It was lush and green and beautiful. We went to Magan's Bay, which is a gorgeous beach. Oh, and, you went? You got to go to that to that bay? Yes. Oh. And you know what a glorious beach. So I'm wondering what it was going to look like. Yeah. And and of course, when you're pulling into those islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, British Virgin Islands, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. They just come rising out of the sea and. So I wondered how different it would look, and it really didn't look much different at all when yeah. you when you were pulling in. Uh, when you got to shore, then you started to notice some differences. The actual port areas in both Turks and Caicos and St. Thomas have been quickly sort of put back together. Yeah. I mean, Grand Turk when we landed there, I was trying to figure out you know what was different. Then I realized that all the palm trees were new, right. you know, because they were they were all blown down, but they're back. The one thing, I, the one thing I definitely recognized when we got into St. Thomas was the blue tarps on some of the buildings, but yes. they were like they were back to business. Yes, the the stores are all open, the restaurants are open, the bars when we were there were were full, and and people were having a good time. Um, my son and I we were traveling together, and we hired a taxi and basically drove all over uh, the island of St. Thomas. And definitely, there's a lot of damage to mm. to the infrastructure, to the houses, to the trees. But, you know, it's the tropics, too, so the vegetation's coming back quickly. There were hydro crews from all over North America there working. Um, you know, the power's on in, in the main city, Charlotte, Emily. And uh, so, you know what, in terms of a cruise experience, the, the beach is open again just recently at, at Magan's Bay. You can go there. There's no change to the beauty of the sand or the water. Yeah. It's lovely. And uh, so, you know, I, I came away feeling like you can still travel here. And the money that you're bringing, the money that you're spending, is going to help these people get their, their lives back together. Yeah. I have a friend who lives on St. Croix, uh, way up in the mountains. And I've been talking to him through Facebook. And he said they're not going to have power till like, February. Right. So I was kind of thinking the same thing you were. Like, when we come here... How devastating is it going to be? But you're right. Um, the greenery is back. As you, as you sail into the port, it looks beautiful. You can see the damage up close, but, yeah. but they're definitely bouncing back. Right. And, yeah. you know, hurricanes, they come through. Uh, you know, uh, our taxi driver in St. Thomas, the, that, these were the fourth, third and fourth hurricanes wow. that he's been through. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not like you're, you're blasé about them. Yeah. But, you know, you know life goes on. You rebuild, 
and you know and tourists are so essential to to their economy you know the warmth of welcome is definitely going to be there because they'll be really glad to see you yeah we went to a, a local uh, business for breakfast in st thomas and they were obviously they didn't they didn't didn't recognize us so they knew we were tourists and they went out of their way to make sure we had a, you know, a great experience so thanks for hanging out it's really nice meeting you uh, yeah, on this cruise i hope we get to, to cruise again tell everyone your website again it's openjaw.com openjaw.com i have to check that out now all right and Doug, back to you. Thanks so much for uh, for letting me go on this voyage with you guys, and um, hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. Thanks, man. A big thank you to Amadeus, and also a big thank you to Holland America for sending me down to the Eastern Caribbean to check everything out post-hurricane. Uh, in full disclosure, I flew home out of St. Thomas, and Amadeus stayed on the ship and did some interviews for me as I was back here in Jacksonville for another engagement at the radio station. I want to give a quick shout-out to My Brother's Workshop. They are an organization down in St. Thomas who have been helping people who have, been, who have lost everything everything in the hurricane. They've been giving a lot of stuff. We've even had people on our cruise ship bringing supplies over to my brother's workshop. And uh, they have a coffee house there as well. And all the proceeds go to the organization. I'll link to it in the show notes too, if you're interested over at cruiseradio.net. I also did some on the ground reporting while I was over there. And I will link to those in the show notes. However, you're listening to this, just launch the show notes and click that little hyperlink and it'll take you right to the site. Well, in closing here, my final thoughts of what I've experienced over the past couple of days in Grand Turk and St. Thomas. Grand Turk is is pretty much up and running from a cruise ship standpoint. St. Thomas, um, they're up and running. Are they at 100%? No. Are they getting there? Yes. It's going to take people getting off the cruise ship, spending a couple of dollars at the bar or buying a trinket or taking a tour to help these people uh, reinvest the money. And the cruise lines have been donating a lot, like the Megan's Beach Restoration Project. But I mean, it's in the cruise line's best interest to get these islands back up and going as well. Talking to the locals over there who have been through 220 mile an hour winds, it's just amazing the stories they have and talking to them. And everyone had one common theme and it was material things are replaceable, our lives are not. And it's such a great attitude to have on life, especially after what they went through and that they're being so positive down there. But uh, with that said, thank you so much for tuning in this week and we'll talk to you next week week. God bless. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.